There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 18 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing season two, episode one of 12 Monkeys. And... It looks like Steve has some news for us. Yes, I do. Madeline Stowe is returning to the 12 Monkeys universe. The Revenge alum who originated the role of Dr. Riley, now played on TV by Amanda Schull in the original 1995 film, is set to appear in the sci-fi adaptation as an entirely new character, EW.com reports. Stowe will arrive on screen in the season two finale as Lillian, a patient at a 1950s psychiatric ward who becomes integral to Cole's journey. Though prior to that, she will be heard delivering the season opening monologue, setting up the story of how the world comes to an end. I can't believe we don't see her until the finale. I know, isn't that odd? I'm kind of shocked that they didn't kind of keep it a secret but if she's doing the opening monologues that makes yeah. more sense i wonder if she's going to do all of them because you know how you always hear the monologue right i expect that's going to be the monologue we'll get throughout the season oh my gosh yeah i'm excited i can't wait to see her because i and i didn't even realize that she was dr Rayleigh. right like it didn't click to me that she was really in the tv i mean in the movie so i wonder if somehow she's connected to to Rayleigh now. Exactly. Like already I'm like, hmm, let's see what we can deduce. <laughs> All right, when she takes us what into is it with Cole and uh patients at psychiatric wards. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Poor guy he really can never likes catch the, a break. <laughs> he likes the crazy ones. What do you want? Yeah. They're wild. When she take us into episode one. All right. Entitled You're the Monkey. Cole and Ramsey mend their broken friendship while on the run from the Army of the Twelve Monkeys in the Season 2 premiere. And in the year 2043, Rayleigh and Jones navigate an uncertain future as Deacon and the Twelve command the Temporal Facility. All right, let's jump in with Cole and Ramsey. All right. So I got to watch this and like several, several other people because Sci-Fi released this early on demand and on their website. Yes, they did. So I was really excited to be able to watch it early. I felt like, you know, I've got some secret intel. (laughs) It was hard not saying anything, though. Uh, Yes, it was. Because we wanted to talk about this, like, right away. But Yes, as soon as they announced it was online, we watched it and wanted to do this. Uh, But we didn't want to ruin it for anybody who didn't get a chance to do this early. So we'll talk about Colin Ramsey. We see them... On a bridge. Was that London? No, Budapest. Okay. I'm like, I didn't take notes. And I'm like, and you are the world traveler here. (laughs) You have a little more intel. Um, They're like, 
Well, we see Ramsey running. Right. Through the city. He's being chased by a couple of cars. Very Jason Bourne. Yes. Getting away, going down an alley, no. going this way. Why? Okay. My instant thought, why are you running in the middle of the bridge? <laughs> I mean, is this normal out there? I don't understand. Because out here, your butt would be run over. <laughs> okay. It's amazing there's no traffic. Right. But he's caught, and this woman, I didn't catch her name. Oh, that's the, um, what do they call her? She's the big bad. Yeah, she's one of the big bads, that's for sure. Um, the screaming lady or something like that. Well, she's caught monologuing. <laughs> I love it when the bad guys monologue and then basically get screwed. Oh, mm -hmm. it's horrible. I'm a horrible person. Because all of a sudden Cole's there and he's like blowing things up and shooting people. And him and Ramsey are like, well, that's cutting it close. You know, it's like, ah, it's fine. But then, of course, they're, t you know, they recover. The bad guys recover. And they're like, you need to die. It's been witnessed. Is that how she said? She kept saying it a very specific way. Right. The witness has the witness. foreseen okay. your death. Yes. And that was supposed to have happened. And the funny thing was at when we ended season one, or at least... As we got to the end of season one, we really thought Ramsey was the witness. Mm -hmm. And then we find out he's not, and you go, oh, no. So we still got another one that we got to deal with. Oh, my gosh. Now, of course. Wait. wait. Okay. <laughs> Light bulb. The witness has foreseen it. Madeline Stowe is integral to the timeline. What if she's the witness? Ooh. I know nothing. <laughs> I am throwing that out right away. That's my that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. All yeah. right. Here we go. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. So they, Cole and Ramsey, think they've got the drop on her because they've blown the cars up and everybody's down except her. And Cole's got the gun. And all of a sudden, there's three motorcycles on one side of the bridge coming at him and three more on the other side of the bridge coming at him. Why do bad guys always know how to ride motorcycles? Yeah. Yeah. And so what do they do? They decide to go for a swim. Yeah. We got to see him do a uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> no, don't you do this. Don't you do this. <laughs> you know, it had to come to that. I mean, why else are they going to be on a bridge? Oh, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> they're going to they jump. But they're able to stay hidden from these people. Because they're an underground facility hiding out. Right. And, and Cole finally puts that together saying, wow, they didn't find us in Berlin, but we were in the tunnels. See, oh, I right. thought it had more to do. I thought it was more with like cameras everywhere. But they're thinking that Ramsey has some kind of tracker. Right. But then wouldn't they be able to track him to the point that he disappears? Or do you think it's more of like a generalized, you know, if he's out in in the world for any length of time, they're able to pick it up. And right. it's not like an exact It's like getting self-service in a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Some about metal, aluminum kind of blocks uh, Wi-Fi signals. Oh, Cell okay. signals. So uh, <laughs> if they're underground, the army of the 12 monkeys have a hard time picking up Ramsey's signal. Got it. But Ramsey has somebody who might be able to help. 
Yes. Somebody back from Markham, no less. That takes us all the way back to the beginning. That's why I'm like blanking on what some of them are. That's why I really wish I had watched the whole first season again, because I do not remember this guy or his name or anything. So do you remember the actual character or was it just that it was mentioned before? The doctor that's how, I'm sorry. The right. Yeah, Dr. Man. Coleman. I'm like, I'm not um, even telling you. Yeah, it was about. just the name I recognized. I don't oh. even remember seeing him on, on an episode from last season. Okay. I wasn't a hundred percent. Like I said, since I didn't rewatch it and I really wish I did if, since we told everybody you should rewatch it, but <laughs> didn't do yes, it. Yes, we should have, but <laughs> that's why I wasn't sure. And it turns out he had gotten out. And he was a professor at what looked to be a semi-prestigious university. Yes. And Cole goes to see him and he's like, well, you know, some people just make us better and we need to help those people. So the doc comes to try to help Ramsey, but does he really? Yeah, exactly. And this is, I was cussing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why can't anybody just be who they are for a minute? (laughs) Well... He gets the, he does get the tracker out. Yes, he does. And that thing's kind of big and it was like behind his ear or something. How do you not know that's there? (laughs) It's not like the microchip in my dog that's like teeny tiny. Right. That thing was kind of big. Mm hmm. Yeah, you would think you would notice that. Yeah. (laughs) That, that would be almost like a body nod underneath. Though, of course, if you reach back there, you, you feel bones. So it's, it's likely he might have just thought it was part of the bone. Ah, I don't know. I, I'm i always like, what? what is that? What is yeah. that? <laughs> that feels weird. I don't know. Maybe because in the future, a lot of things are weird and they're just expecting weirdness everywhere. I don't know. But yeah, I would have noticed that thing though. But it uh, turns out, yeah, he wanted to take him. He wanted to take Ramsey into the commander. Yes. To save himself. Yes, even that though would guarantee his freedom. But does it? Would it really? No. I mean, come on. At this point, don't you know this? <laughs> you would think. And he, because he had given Ramsey something that was supposed to help with the pain. Well, it kind of paralyzed him. Yeah. And really, you think you're going to get past Cole and drag Ramsey out so that you can turn him in? Because he's not going anywhere. He's paralyzed. You did right. that. Yeah, no, he thought he, you know, by paralyzing Ramsey, Ramsey wouldn't be able to do anything that would notify Cole of there being a problem. But he was able to at least knock something over enough. Right. Which was enough to let Cole know that, yep, this did not go as planned. Mm-hmm. And then the doc goes up looking for Cole, thinking he's going to shoot him. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. Sorry. Well, Cole ends up shooting the doc. And he says something, and again, I really wish I had rewatched it right before this, because it was kind of profound. He's like, well, sometimes they just make us want to be better, but we're not. And then he shoots him. Right. Uh, that was. It makes me wonder what that means about him and Cassie. And I'm worried. You and I don't want to cry. every right to be. I don't want to cry. <laughs> Why don't you take us to Cassie next? Well, there was a few more little tidbits there. The doc, before he uh, oh, goes after right. Cole, he actually tells Ramsey the plan that Jennifer Goins is going to release the virus at 
the uh, in Chinatown at the Year of the Monkey celebration, and we I see forgot. that Monologue. you know when Cole questions him about it, you know, did the doc say anything? At first, Ramsey says no, and it isn't until they're about to split up, which they had agreed to earlier, that Ramsey finally opens his mouth and says, "No, Jennifer Goins is going to release it in Chinatown." Now, do you think he felt bad? Because the whole thing is because if he dies and they stop stop the virus, then his child isn't supposed to be born. Right. Yes. They're, Cole is fighting for the past and Ramsey's fighting for the future, but they want to stay together. <laughs> they make too good of a team. They're best buds. Yes. The bromance is alive and well, <laughs> at least for the time it's being. palatable. And I loved Cole calling him with the old man jokes. <laughs> that was cracking me up. Yes, it was. He's like, is this ever going to stop? No. 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 <laughs> kind of like it. All right. So we shoot to 19, 2043, 19. So, yeah, I'm like, like 19. We're going way 19. back. And we see Cassie kind of reliving the nightmare of the Red Forest and her and Cole and wakes up. Finally, and Jones is there to greet her and basically tell her that, yeah, I was able to stitch you up, but I'm not really a surgeon. Oh, well, that's nice to know. <laughs> well, you think she would have had more practice with all this stuff happening. Yeah, just a little bit. Then good old Deacon shows up, hauls her butt to a holding cell where Cassie does her darndest to try to convince him that they need to work together because he has Wilson's disease and she can go back to her time and get medicine for him. Is this a real thing? I think so. Okay. I didn't um, know and I didn't look it up like I should have. <laughs> so yeah, I was just wondering if it was, you know, a, a thing and if it's something that's kind of rare. I'd never heard of it before. That's why I was just wondering. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, it looks like it's more of an eye disease than... Maybe it spreads. Uh, no, in which copper accumulates in the tissue. So, yep, because that's what she said was there was copper in his blood, too much copper. So, yep, it it is a real thing. Okay. There we go. Though I, I thought it was fascinating that just that knowledge that she could bring back medicine got Deacon to turn so quickly. See, and I thought it was still kind of iffy because I felt like he was, you know, yeah, right. You can help me. And then, all right, wait, you can help me, but I can only get you so far. And then you'll have to finish helping me. Yeah. You know, it, it just seemed like, are you even trying? <laughs> I don't know. It didn't seem like he was trying too hard R is what I'm saying. Right. But when he comes back in and says, if we're going to do this, these guys are big and fast and strong. So I'm going to grab him, and you're going to have to take this knife and slam it into his throat. And she seemed really put off. But hello, they're trying not to die. Yeah. And I love Deacon's line, do no harm died 30 years ago. Right. <laughs> I may start to like Deacon before this is over with. We hated him uh, in season one. I'm like, eh, I guess we'll see. Because right now I'm like, mm, you're not really redeeming yourself yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet, but it would be nice if they could at least have a army together again. Because once 
they lost everybody but the one head guy, it's kind of hard to uh, main a, maintain a defense of the uh, machine. So they need some kind of muscle to uh, protect the machine. Which he does help provide. Yes, he does. Because the West Seven are waiting at the door for him to unlock. True. And we have an extra somebody out there. Yes. Whose name escapes me. (laughs) (laughs) But he was part of the original group holding the the time machine, right? right? Okay, that's what I thought. And so he's back, and is he going to help? Is he going to be on our side? Or do you think it's a temporary No, he's been loyal to Jones for forever. Okay. And I think that's probably why, even why he was still around, was he just could not leave. And, like, you know, when she told everybody, just get out. It's, I'll go down with the ship. You guys save yourselves. I gotcha. And, of course, we see that the messengers are wanting to go back in time. Is it bad that I laughed when she blew one of them up? No. (laughs) (laughs) That was so nice to see her pull that one off. I thought that was hilarious. And And the way she laughed and said, who's next? (laughs) I guess you should tell me what's going on. But interesting that they're hacking in and sending people to various times and she's not sure where they're actually going. Right. Yeah, she's going to have to dig into the program to find figure out where they were sent to. Mhm. So, and hopefully the overload didn't destroy the data. It's weird too that those people, they're like so caked with mud or whatever, and then as they're washing them off, I'm assuming it's so they can try to fit in. Right. It, they they go from so super weird looking to just completely normal, which I know is the point. Well, not completely normal. <laughs> well, they were mostly normal. Mostly normal. I'll, I'll give you mostly normal. I think if that one lady that got out of there happened to pop into our timeline, she'd get quite a few looks. <laughs> well, I think they'd get looks anywhere. Yeah, All of a sudden, true. somebody's popping in. Right. To be honest. So, do we think that... Deacon is going to be helpful for the rest of the season. Well, that's still an unknown. I think he might be if Cassie is able to return with some medicine and he does see the improvement. But we don't know yet. Right. And it depends on how Cassie plays this. If she brings, you know, a case of his medicine that he needs, they'll get him through five or ten years, he might say, oh, I got everything I need and, you know, go back to his plan. Mm-hmm. If she's brings him just enough to get him by for a few months at a time, and then he might be more uh, willing to uh, stay on board, shall we say. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Got to give Deacon some motivation. Okay. Well, shall we go to Jennifer? Oh, please. <laughs> now, I saw one review that actually compared her to Tatiana and the mm. performances they've given so far in their respective shows. And I'm not sure I can. You know, I love Tatiana that. as much as any other Orphan Blacker. I do two podcasts on the show. Right. <laughs> and I guessed on the one you do. So mm-hmm. I can't get enough of Orphan Black. But Emily has 
done an amazing job with Jennifer. She is oh, yes, so that far I... out there. <laughs> but I don't know if I'd say they're on the same level. Mm, no, but they're not far apart, I don't think. Just with what Emily has had to do with this character, because you... It's hard not to believe that she is that freaking crazy. <laughs> oh, my God, it's fantastic. And I saw another thing that just even fascinated me even more. What's that? The possibility that the reason that she's, you know, we see her walking around in New York and hearing all these voices and everything. Mm -hmm. Is she's getting time echoes. Oh. Yeah. I went, ooh, 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 yes. I like that theory. <laughs> okay. So, like, she's sensitive to it, and all the times that these people are popping in and out of are what's affecting her. Yes. And as time oh. changes, she's feeling that, and it's affecting her, and it's driving her crazy. That's a really interesting theory. Yes. And if all this stopped, would she become normal? Wow, that would be really interesting. Yes, it would. Know. Wow. Hmm. Interesting way to play it. But yeah, it's something that could be completely true. I mean, we don't know how they're they're really writing it and if that's what's happening on her side. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> but it was so awesome to see her see that banner that said end of the world and not see the rest of it. <laughs> right. And can I say, she's awesome in speed dating. Oh, absolutely. And how the guy did not freak out. Seriously? I, I didn't understand. How did you not freak out a little bit more when she's like, see this? Everybody can die. Uh-huh. And he's just like, ah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to slowly back away, but you're hot, so maybe I won't. <laughs> Okay, seriously, that was the same thing I was thinking, that he's just like, but you're hot. How can you be so crazy? Uh-huh. Because we're crazy. <laughs> Have you not figured it out? Women are nuts. I'm one of them. I know this. <laughs> anyway, so come on. Okay, we have Year of the Monkey going on. So crazy, busy Chinese New Year. Right. And they're going to just happen upon Jennifer. <laughs> I was a little bit annoyed with that. Right, yes, that was a, you, that was a fairly big hand wave. But I was thinking that they were too late. Yes. Because when Cole turns around and he sees, like, the smoke coming out of that one, I don't know what it was. I thought that's how she was distributing Ooh, the uh, yeah. virus. But she's standing there looking at it, and that's why I'm like, wait, did she put it in there? Or is she thinking, that's a good idea, I can use that. But it turns out that it was neither. Yes. And then she takes off running. <laughs> so... And how, again, how was he able to follow her that easy? It was a crazy pack. Able to find her quickly. He runs up to the top of the building or garage or whatever it was right. with her. Yeah, we don't know what it was. And he's talking her down, maybe. Trying to. So why, in your opinion, do you think that she, he, I'm sorry, Cole didn't want to actually kill Jennifer? Because he seemed very much against it. Because she's like, kill me. Kill me and you can stop it. Right. Yes. She wants somebody to kill her. Be a hero. So why do you think he's so against it? He is seeing things from a different point of view. There's always another way. Hmm. And I'm wondering he has changed if... so much since episode one of season one. It is amazing. 
That's true. That is very true. Because he was willing to kill anybody who might have anything to do with 12 Monkeys. Yes. See, I'm wondering if, you know, he's seeing things, like you said, a little bit differently. And what if it's not her releasing the virus, it's her dying that is actually what causes everything to get out. That's... Because then there's nobody else to kind of protect it, right. even though she's supposed to be letting it go. I know that sounds weird and very circular, but... No, 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 no. That... that is a very strong possibility that she is the carrier of the disease. And what she has isn't really the disease. It's always been inside of her all along. Hmm. And that they're setting her up to die? Yes. To release it? Okay, that's a whole interesting idea with that, too. Right. And all of a sudden... Olivier shows up. Oh, nope, wrong story. Wrong, wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seriously, because I'm watching going, wait a minute. Why do I know that face? Yes. Because it took me a second going, wait, he's on something else. Oh, yes. yes. Another David Orphan Richmond Black. Peck, the actor Another who plays Olivier Orphan on Black. Orphan yes. Black, is made his uh, one episode appearance on 12 Monkeys, and at least he did have one scene with his wife. And he didn't have a tail. No, he didn't have a tail. <laughs> You know, people are like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched Drop in Black, you don't know, but whatever. You need to go watch it. It's good. Yes. It's great. So next thing we know, bam, Cassie is there. Acting all shooting. James Bond 007. She's taking out all three of them. Right. I'm like, oh, well, they did take some time to fix the the time machine. Maybe she learned how to shoot and everything else. Yeah, Deacon like, must have really talked well. a bit in those eight months. Right? Oh, my gosh. And she's ready to shoot Jennifer. Yes. And Cole's in the way. You know, no, don't do this. You don't have to. And that's where it ends. What What are you doing? <laughs> this was an awesome setup episode. It was. It was a really good episode. We have and Cole and Ramsey back together. We have Cole and Cassie switching roles, basically. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, this is just fabulous. This is going to be such a cut character study this season. Right. It's totally different. We're seeing different sides of everything. I'm excited to see what's happening. Yes. But wait, did we, didn't Ramsey get bagged in the end? Yes. And we don't have a clue who got Ramsey. Yes. So hopefully we're going to find out soon. It's not going to be one of those, let's take forever to figure this out kind of thing. Right. No, I don't. I think if Cole can talk Cassie down and then not find Ramsey, he will go on a a hunt for him. And I think that's right. what when we'll get that wonderful line from Cassie about being a pain in no matter what time period. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see that line. I know. I'm pretty excited about just the previews that they showed. Looks amazing. Yes. Yes, this is going to be a very wild ride. I know uh, Michelle McKeever uh, tweeted out uh, something about it, and I made a couple of very vague statements, but showing my excitement for this season, and um, our showrunner, Terry Masalas, liked both of them. So, uh, Well, I'm really glad you got the tweet. I didn't get a chance to tweet this we, one. I didn't get to live tweet it. This was during the day. Oh, That okay. it was on, yeah. 
comes on at eight and I'm still at work. So well, we have a lot of cool things that look like it's going to be happening this season. I can't wait to really dive into this season. Yes. It's going to be a wild ride. Yes. All right. Well, I think we've gone and gotten all the broad strokes, a few of the fine details this episode. And some pretty out there tin hat theories. Well done. (laughs) Well, you're not going to dust that off every so often. Yeah, this one gives you a lot of opportunities to um, come up with some really wild ones. (laughs) We shall see, because this should be a great season. I'm so excited that it's back. All right, so everyone, don't forget to rate and review us on every platform that you find us on. And hopefully you found us now over on Google Play, since they just put the podcasts out there. So check that out. I'm super excited. It's already out and I believe it's it's on iPhones right now for Google. And I believe it's hitting Android this coming week. So another platform to listen to us on. Yay! <laughs> Don't forget good ratings and reviews. Help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. Let us know how you feel about it. Fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. You know, we love having people on our shows. We love reading your emails. We have previously, we haven't had any yet for sci-fi talk, but please shoot us an email. Tell us what you think. Tell us your tinfoil hat theories. Absolutely. Or heck, if you guys have already been able to find fanfic on this, you know, shoot that to us too. (laughs) Why not? We'll direct everybody over, especially if you're the one writing fanfic. I mean, why not? We don't hate any of it. It's awesome. So uh, again, you can find me on fangirlzone.com, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com, on Facebook where uh, FG Zone, Fangirl Zone, FG Zone. Uh, and Twitter, I am at Jetta528. But if you ever question and don't know what it, something is, just go over to fangirlzone.com to the contact links, and you can just click on it and take you right there. Steve is all over the interwebs, like all over the interwebs. <laughs> He's a busy, busy man. So, Steve, run down all of your sites. All right. You can find me on... Witness Prophecies, a Sleepy Hollow podcast on Golden Spiral Media. You can find me doing Sports Night on Hollow Nine. You can hear in about a month, you'll be able to listen to Terry, Jennifer, and I discuss Wayward Pines over there on the Hollow Nine Network. You can catch me doing another Orphan Black podcast called Felix's Helixes with Karen. And we're over on... Southgate Media. You can find me on the Pod Doctors, a Doctor Who podcast, and countless other ones over on DVMPE that are no longer in process. The old <laughs> stuff. The old stuff, yes. And of course, you know, Steve and I are going to be bouncing in and out of different shows on Hollow Nine. And over at our friends on the Nerd Element, you'll find us over there. Yes, we're doing one so, this week, as a matter of fact. So, for episode 18 of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And this is Steve, and I want to tell you a story about how the world ends. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>